Hello, and welcome to Your Movie, My Movie with Dan and Steve. I'm Dan. And I'm Steve. And this is episode zero of our little venture in film reviews and criticism. Um, yeah, so we thought that we, we would record this uh, episode zero to kind of introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about where we're from, um, how we got into film. And what we expect of this um, podcast, because we haven't really talked about that yet. We haven't. No, we haven't. We're figuring it out right now, in other words. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't well planned, but um, it doesn't have to be to be fun and interesting. All right. So, Dan. Yes. Let's start with you. Okay. Uh, Where are you from? I was born in Ohio. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, lived there till I was like three or four, and then I moved to Texas with my parents. And we lived in Lindale, Texas, which is a small town two hours east of Dallas, right next to Tyler, the rose capital of the world. Fun fact, Lindale is the home of country singer Miranda Lambert. And so every every time you would go into Lindale, you would see the billboard with <laughs> this like really 2000s picture of Miranda Lambert with like the jeans that like like they're really waist jeans and like rhinestone pockets. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Mom jeans with the big hips. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking and about. And the sparkly butt pockets. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's a, there's a Miranda Lambert store in the town square. It's called <laughs> the pink pistol. Yeah. It's owned by her family, I think. Well, I mean, I guess they got to make money somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Miranda Lambert. I don't think I've heard a single song of hers. But yeah, so anyways, I lived in Texas, grew up there, I was homeschooled, um, and then I moved to Florida in 2014-15 area, came to West Palm Beach, and went to public school for my junior and senior years, and then went to film school at a community college with Stephen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, okay, so I got into film. Is that the next question? Well, let me talk about where I'm from. Okay, you talk about where you're from. Yeah, I'm from right here. (laughs) Which is? Um, Well, it's West Palm. Uh, It's it's Palm Beach County, technically. Um, But I um, grew up and was raised in um, the Everglades, um, that area out in the swamp. Um, I am a second-generation Floridian. Um, I would be third, but my grandfather's from Georgia. And he came down here. Same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um, so, um, yeah, my, uh, my grandfather came down. His family came down to Florida during the 1920s. And um, his father died in the hurricane that killed 5,000 out in the Everglades. Oh, wow. Which is kind of a big deal in that local area. Um, and so... You know, he had a rough life, and he served in the Navy during World War II, where he dropped off the soldiers on on the beaches during D-Day. Oh, wow. Um, And then, you know, he had 
you know, my father, my uncle, my aunt. Um, and, you know, he, he was a sugarcane farmer. My dad was a sugarcane farmer. And they tried to get me to be a sugarcane farmer, <laughs> which has not worked out <laughs> right. for any of us. What do farmers like growing up? Like, what do they like? Do they like, like, shooting stuff and, like, hunting and stuff? I wouldn't know because I'm not a natural <laughs> farmer. Like, I hated it. I mean, you know, um, I guess this will go, you know, we'll go ahead and segue because, like, um, you know, I was a dork when I, I was a geek, you know, as a kid. Like, I was into sci-fi. I was into um, superhero uh, cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I was always into cartoons. And my dad, he was so cheap that instead of spending the money to take his family of five to the movie theaters, he would just you know, get HBO every month. So that's one of the ways that I got into film myself was, um, just watching HBO at home. Um, you know, because I was a, because I was a geek, I didn't have any friends growing up. Mm. You know, I was into football, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was so funny. <laughs> so funny. Cause it was my senior year at high school and it was a, it was a private school. Um, but it was also like very Christian affiliated, mm-hmm. but, I had you had to be in PE up until like I think up until in the ninth grade, mm-hmm. and and then the coach was like, you know, he did a test for like football questions that he asked everybody, mm-hmm. um, and like I got to see. Well, I mean, it's like it's one of those things where you know everybody is supposed to know football already right that you don't need to explain it to anyone yeah and you know my dad you know he was a workaholic so you know he never explained it to me and people are like well how did you never get into football and then like well you know nobody nobody told me mm-hmm. um so instead i pursued my own interests which were um you know reading um i always wanted to be a writer i wanted to be a writer since i was five years old um and you know i i really like like fantasy and science fiction stuff and comic books and i would watch cartoons i love cartoons mm-hmm. um especially superhero cartoons and then my dad he was a bit of a geek um because we found he found like these old comic marvel comics from mm-hmm. the late late 60s yeah um a whole bunch of them he found them um he had bought them when he was younger okay yeah and like they were put in like an attic somewhere. And so um, they're in this big box and like it was all eaten up by rats and stuff. Yeah. But that didn't stop me from reading them. <laughs> yeah. I have a box like that under my bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My dad has some like Bronze Age comics or something. Right. Right. Um, and, and so, and like one of them was, um, one of them was Giant Size X Men number one. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is, but number ones are big deals usually. It, it, it was the it was the first issue with the second team, basically. Okay. It was the one where Wolverine joined and oh, Storm wow. and Colossus instead of the original five. Um, but he did also have the original run of the Phoenix, Saga for X-Men. Wow. But anyway, let's not get into comic books. <laughs> okay, I would be talking about movies. So yeah, I would just watch movies all day. Um, and then I went to went to college. And that's where I met one of my best friends. Um, I'm still friends with him to this day. We were roommates and we just happened to, you know, get together in the same dorm. And, you know, he really wanted to go into film. And, you know, like I watched so many HBO movies. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I'm really into film. Maybe what I could do is just focus on screenwriting and, you know, instead of, you know, writing like books and novels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, um, that's how I started. And, and yeah, in, in the 20 years since I've been, um, you know, I didn't grow up being able to read the things I wanted to read because I, I started working when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that free time to like really get my influences. So I spent my twenties and thirties doing that. And then I decided to, uh, to finally, um, you know, my dad set to retire and like, I don't want to inherit the farm. So now I went to film school and, um, you know, trying to get into the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at now. What did you do? Like, cause I know you said you used to listen to a lot of like podcasts or like books on yeah, recorded books. Yeah. Audio I would books. listen to those on the farm. Um, because a lot of farming is driving a tractor. Did you listen to those growing up though? No, <laughs> yeah, okay. they didn't have podcasts when I was growing they up. They had, they had, they had like Walkmans. No, they didn't have those. They didn't have those. Um, so I mean, like they did have those on like CDs and cassettes, but those were way too expensive. True. Yeah. So it wasn't until Apple came out, and that was around 2008, mm. which is when the Great Recession happened. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I was like, I need to find out what's going on. Um, I need to just stop being in my own little world. And, you know, you know, get a little bit more educated. And so I did that through podcasts. So I listened to a lot of history podcasts, a lot of financial podcasts at that time, you know, some comedy podcasts, because I would listen to eight hours of podcasts wow. in a day. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but this was like way back when. Right. And, you know, since I've you know started school, um, I hadn't really listened to a whole lot of podcasts since then. But I also know that. It's kind of funny because before podcasts were flooded by um, comedians, mm-hmm. you know, doing their, you know, doing their stuff, um, trying to promote their, you know, you know, when they go on tour for stand up, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of the big scene back then. And now it's like true crime in like news magazines and stuff. So I didn't listen to many podcasts at all. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to one consistently and I just started listening to another but that was a comedy podcast, Dynamic Banter. And that's like, yeah, they're comedians. Um, so that's interesting, though, because that's like, that was my impression of podcasts, those comedians. But I've also listened to like another film podcast. I like those as well. Mm-hmm. But I haven't listened to any um, history or anything like that. It sounds cool. Yeah. Well, did, did you get into film? Um, so I grew up pretty much always watching films. Um, we had the Netflix DVD subscription. Like my mom was, my mom is a big person who was like into movies and stuff. She's also like a really good writer. She taught me how to write. Um, cause I was homeschooled. So like every lunch break I had was like half an hour to an hour. And we would always watch like Columbo, like every day or like, you know, the rocket files or just you know, movies. So I liked movies all the time. You do love Columbo. I love Columbo. That's something, that's something you should know. Yes. Um, but in, I, I, I had a friend growing up, Noah, and she and I got together at like, she was, she's a few years younger than me, but basically we started hanging out and started making dumb like videos in the backyard of like 
firecrackers blowing things up and things like that. And Noah was would edit them together. And um, so we started then doing little stupid sketches where we would beat each other up. And basically, we'd just do a bunch of dumb YouTube videos. And we did that for basically as long as we hung out until I moved. But the summer before I moved, we made like a half hour long movie about um, two characters, one who was moving away. <laughs> so it was like a very like meta, goofy type thing. Um, but yeah, we started liking movies around the same time. Noah got me into Inception, which was like a big eye opener for me. I was like, wow, this is what movies can be, you know? Um, and like now, you know, Inception isn't my favorite movie. I don't even think it was back then, but I just really liked it. Yeah. So Inception and then making YouTube videos. And I continued to make YouTube videos when I moved to Florida. Um, I moved to Hobe Sound originally, which was like an old people community. It's a 55 over plus. We were renting a, a trailer. So it was just me and my parents. And then I had soccer practice, which was like with people my age, but that was like maybe twice a week. So all the other time was just me in my room, like trying to keep, stay sane and like make dumb YouTube videos. So yeah, I've been making YouTube videos for a while. And then, yeah, then we moved to West Palm and I continued to do that. And when I got into high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do already. So I joined the drama club and I started acting and yeah, I became the president of the drama club my senior year. That's cool. And so I still, still act in short films for the college and things like that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm more of a genre movie guy. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because I grew up in the eighties and the cartoons I watched were um, toy commercials. Mm -hmm. Transformers, G.I. Joe, um, Thundercats, Silverhawks, you know, GoBots, on and on and on. And I also watch HBO a lot. Mm -hmm. And this was HBO before the 2000s. Mm -hmm. This was HBO before they did Sopranos. Mm -hmm. This was HBO back when... It, it, it's kind of funny. It, HBO back then was a lot like how Netflix and Hulu were when they first started okay. when they just licensed anything at all oh, okay. just to fill out their library no um, matter how how good it was and so I grew up watching a lot of those genre movies that they could you know license very cheaply mm -hmm. so like so you know I'm what were some formative ones what's that what were some formative ones of those um well Beastmaster definitely okay <laughs> <laughs> you know um um, you know, there is a joke where um, HBO used to be called, hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> um, so, you know, that kind of movie. Um, there's, a, there, there's another movie, Hiding Out, which uh, I hope to review, with John Cryer. And um, I believe his name is Keith Coogan. We yeah. should also, I think we should address the age gap. <laughs> yes. Okay, we can do that too. Um, because I have like vaguely an idea of what you're talking about but yeah i know you have no idea what i'm talking about um a lot of the references you're gonna say i'm not gonna get yes <laughs> yes yeah i'm uh, i'm in my early 40s and you're in your early 20s yes yeah yeah um so there's it's gonna be a wild ride <laughs> it's gonna be a wild ride of references but yeah hiding out was mm -hmm. one what is hiding out about or yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Um, John Cryer plays like this accountant. Oh, it's great. It's so great. Um, John Cryer plays an accountant who um, he was a mob accountant but didn't know it. A, a mob accountant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was an accountant for, for a mobster. 
And then he was put into protective custody so that he could, you know, testify against him. Okay. But then, but then the monster like murdered the FBI agents, you know, protecting him. So what he does is he, um, he cuts his, he shaves his beard, Mm -hmm. um, cuts his hair, dyes it. So like he has like golden hair, like on the sides. Uh Um, and then he trades like uh, a pack of cigarettes for like a hobo's like felt overcoat. Okay. And he's wearing sneakers and like a waistcoat. Mm-hmm. And so like, he looks like the hippest um, teenager ever. <laughs> and he hides out in a high school. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Interesting. And then he takes one of the girls out for a date. <laughs> oh no. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch it. Mm, okay. We'll All it, right. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, they don't hook up until college. Okay. <laughs> Wait, he does it until college. Like he—that's how long he's in this long they, con for. You just have to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. Okay. Um. So that's one movie. Um. There's like, there's another movie. I didn't watch it. I just saw like things about it. Uh, but I saw that it's on on Amazon Prime. But well, we're talking pay- about early HBO things. Yes, seen yes, that. yes. It's like this weird fantasy movie where there's a sword, but it has like three blades, mm-hmm. and like the guy can like shoot shoot them. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only thing cooler than swords is gun swords. Yeah, well, it's not a gun sword because a gun sword would shoot a bullet. You know mm. what I mean? It doesn't shoot a bullet. It's a philosophical gun sword. Okay, okay, okay. There's that. I don't know if we'll get to that one. <laughs> that might be that might be too painful for us. Um, another one that's that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, those kind of bad movies kind of really influenced me. Um, well, I won't say bad movies. I mean, some of them were bad. Um, Cherry Two Thousand with Melanie Griffith. Um, that's on Amazon, but we won't watch that. Um, well, we might watch that. Anyway, um, so basically what I was getting at is, like, I'm more of a genre movie guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you seem to be more into indie movies and art films. Yeah. So I guess the way that happened is, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in a very, like, well, I grew up Christian, and I grew up on a missionary campus. When I lived in Texas, that's where we lived. We lived next to a missionary campus and part of the time on the missionary campus. Um, and so, like, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies that other people were allowed to watch. I was, I, there was, you know, no horror, basically, and no raunchy comedies. Um, there was a lot of restrictions, I guess. So I was allowed to watch certain things. And I guess maybe that shaped some of my, my tastes. But when we moved, we would always, well, I guess even my whole life, we would get things out from the library, and we would watch those movies. So... And I guess I'm kind of wandering around, but I grew up watching like Westerns and, and anything from the past because the past was a lot safer. There was more like they were stricter with what they showed and things like that. So my parents were more willing to let me watch things from the past. Um, so like John Wayne is what I grew up on, like Magnificent Seven, me and you talk about all the time. Um, but then moving to Florida, they, they have a great library system here, like a lot of like indie movies actually. And so my mom would always just like get a bunch of random movies out that looked interesting. So we would watch those. And then that's kind of when I started really getting into interested in that, in 
art films, indie films, low budget films, um, because I, knew, I also knew that I wanted to make films. So anything low budget, I was immediately interested in because I was thinking of how would I do this? Would I be able to do something like this? Um, and I think that's also a, a way that I was interested in indie films. But yes, I, indie films are more of what I'm interested in. I don't exactly know why, just because I guess they, they hold my interest more. I'm interested in, in film as an art form, in film as an exploration of, of humanity, and yeah, sort of philosophical ideas too. That I'm, yeah, you know, growing up studying the Bible intensely, you learn about a lot of these like theological philosophies um, that, you know, I still think about and are, are interesting and are things that you kind of try and pick apart. But I think that's also just my personality is I, I like to question and, and I'm curious. So movies that have the answers right away are not always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I also like movies that are there to have a good time and like, you know, action movies or, you know, some superhero movies and things like that. Right. I will say that, yeah, at college is when I started watching movies that I previously wasn't allowed to watch and having a lot of fun with basically just watching whatever I wanted to watch, which is very freeing and great. And this is a kind of an exercise in that too, this podcast. We, we have very different perspectives. But yes, we're both, and that's okay. <laughs> we're both still white men, so it's not that different. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's get into like how this podcast started. Okay. Um, so the reason why this podcast started is basically because um, I need to do something. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I've graduated from film, and let's just say um, I'm not getting on set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting on set. So I have to do something. I have to look out for myself. Um, and that's what I'm doing. So I decided to make a podcast, mm-hmm. not this one. Mm-hmm. And so I mentioned that to you that I was mm-hmm. going to do this podcast. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, I'd be happy to help out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> but you're well, like, well, I'm, I was like, you know, I, this, that needs to be something that I do myself. Yeah. You don't have to depend on anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to be that blunt or. Um, negative about that, but mm-hmm. that's basically the reason why. Um, and I said, you know, I said, well, you know, there's, you told me that I had kind of a podcaster energy about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I said, well, I always did want to do a movie review podcast. Um, but the thing is, is that I would need somebody to talk to mm-hmm. and then you volunteer to do it. Yes. And then, um, it's funny because you're the one that came up with the restriction mm-hmm. for the podcast. Which is funny because in film school, Stephen would be all about restrictions and I would be very against any form of self-restriction, but here I am. Yeah. Anyways, what, what about that? Why is that funny? Well, you, you say what the restriction is. Oh, that Stephen picks a genre movie that... Well, well no, that's the format. Our format, okay, okay. Our format is that, um, because this is called um, Your Movie, My Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what it is, is we'll go back and forth where I'll pick a movie for us to watch and talk about, and then Dan will pick, um, a movie to watch and talk about. And, you know, since we have our different tastes, you know, I'll lean more towards the genre movies and he'll probably lean more towards the, um, Indian art films. Although that's not, you know, set in stone. Mm -hmm. 
But the restriction you did about the kind of movies that we won't talk about. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. The kind of movies we don't want to talk about are the the franchise movies, the fran- the movies that are being resurrected daily, like the Harry Potters, the Star Wars, the the give me some other ones like well you said robocop terminator alien yeah you specifically said yeah i don't want to review robocop or alien so yeah i need to watch robocop i still haven't seen robocop but i love alien all these movies are they can they can be great but Mm -hmm. everyone talks about them yeah so i didn't want to be another podcast that talked about movies that everyone else is talking about because when i look for a podcast i look for Things that can help me find new things to love, mm-hmm. not things that I already love. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Because there's this one podcast that came out called James Bonding. Mm-hmm. It's like all they talk about is James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was great. And that's kind of how like I really got into James Bond movies was mm-hmm. from that podcast. So yeah, I think that's a great idea for sure. I mean, it can be cool, but like if everyone's talking about the same one, then it's like... Yeah, to me, it's not as interesting. Yeah, yeah, we probably won't say anything that hasn't already been said before. Yeah. So, but yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so that is what you can, that's what you can expect um, from the show. You know, not RoboCop and not Aliens. Yes, if it, there could be RoboCops and Aliens in these movies, but they won't be those franchise. Okay. I I want to do. Yeah, as much like obscure stuff as possible. Obscure, right. interesting things. Right. So if they're interesting and they're good, it's up to you. It's not okay, that very much okay, of a restriction. Okay. I'm just not going to pick Alien. I'm not going to pick <laughs> okay. movies that everyone has seen or everyone is always like circle drinking about. Like, oh my gosh, we've seen, we're not going to watch Citizen Kane. Right. right we're right. not going to watch Quentin Tarantino movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can. You can pick them. We'll I'm watch, not going to pick them. We'll watch movies produced by Quentin Tarantino, if anything. Okay. I, I don't know what he's produced, actually. Um, he, he's produced like a couple of martial arts films and like mm. other films like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just to get them off the ground and, and get them funding. That's cool. So, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean, right? Yes. I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> I know what you mean. All right. And I agree. I agree. Cool. 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 Okay. Um, so is there anything else we need to talk about? Mm. Do we want to talk about? influences or i mean i don't know what we also are interested in making movies right or writing them yeah we're both in we're both interested in being directors or producers or anything in the film industry Mm -hmm. so what interests you most about making these things you said that you like to write yeah i really want to write tv Mm -hmm. um in television, it's the writer that gets the power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not directors. For those who don't know, in film, it's the director that has the most power. The director is hired by the producer to do his creative vision, which means mm-hmm. the director can make all kind of changes to the script that he wants to, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes is for the best and sometimes it's not. Either way, the writer who is in control of the story um doesn't have much input Mm -hmm. um it's not that way with television Mm -hmm. with television it's the writer that controls the production um because you have to maintain you have to maintain those stories for all of those episodes you have to make all those decisions for all those episodes um and in television 
you're not just a writer, you're also a producer because you also have to think about things like, you know, budgets. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about, well, you know, what kind of show is this going to be? Is this going to be a show that's set in one setting where you only need that stage and nothing else? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to be like, um, is this going to be a show where people travel and go on adventures and then you have to go to different locations? Um, you know, and that's going to affect the budget. And, you know, so all of those kind of producing questions, I'm, you know, I take in consideration when I write because mm-hmm. I want to be a hack writer. <laughs> I really want to be a hack writer. I just want to be a guy who writes, um, writes on demand because like, those are some of my literary influences is the, because I'm interested in like the, you know, I'm not just interested in history. I'm also interested in the history of media. I wanted to kind of maybe do a history about comic books. So I kind of studied this for mm-hmm. a while, like where comic books came from and they came from the pulp novels um, of the thirties and twenties. And then before that, the so, adventure novels. Okay. So like um, John Carter of Mars type thing. Yeah. Yeah. John Carter of Mars, um, Doc Savage, um, the Lensman series by E.E. E. Doc Smith. Okay. Uh, the Shadow, which was also a radio program okay, produced yeah. by Orson Welles. Um, the Green Hornet. Mm. Um, yeah, even, um, you know, it goes further back to, um, you know, the Zorro. He's also a proto superhero. Mm-hmm. And it goes back further than that to the Scarlet Pimpernel, which was a play mm. um, about a French aristocrat during the French Revolution who would like rescue um, aristocrats from the, from the reign of terror. So a vigilante aristocrat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then it goes further back than that to King Solomon's Mines by um, H. Ryder something or other. Hmm. Yeah. He also wrote, uh, he also wrote She, which was a sequel. And so like, I know all about that stuff and you know, uh, that's the kind of stuff I love, you know, people just, you know, churning out page after page after page, you know, just, you know, of, of these formulaic stories as entertainment. So, you know, those are my biggest influences. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm more into entertainment than, than art, whereas you are into art. Yeah, very much. That's, that, yeah, that's funny. That's, I think that's where our differences are interesting and probably complimentary mm-hmm. yeah so i guess i am very much more into like yeah questions so like films uh, that question the human experience i think i just said this earlier but yeah i guess i started really picking up influences i mean it started out christopher nolan um had interesting you know ideas in his films and then it progressed to richard Linklater. You know, um, Andre Tarkovsky, um, you know, uh, many others, but those are the main ones. I mean, not main ones. I don't know how to say it, I guess. People who are, you know, not Hollywood, not mainstream exactly. They're, they're sort of mainstream, non-mainstream, I guess, but still. Um, yeah, and, and they're very much di- focused towards art. But I mean, it's hard to describe what art is, but they're less concerned with conventions and structures and expectations. 
or if they are concerned with expectations, they're concerned with subverting them. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, it's, it's very interesting that you say that you, you, you know, you don't know the definition of art. Uh, you, you know, you're not sure of one. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I recently watched this YouTuber and she, because like she was talking about, she wanted to explain what Scorsese really meant about how Marvel movies aren't cinema. Right. And like, she gave a great, she gave, gave a great definition. And she basically said that art is transformational. Mm. While entertainment is uh, is maintenance. Sorry. Okay. Well, you, you just said you said art is transformational. One of the things Let's go that, raw. <laughs> one of the things I love about movies is that they change the way I see the world. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest influences on me was a movie called Before I Disappear. I'm gonna make you watch it probably. Okay. Um, but that was a movie that like changed the way I I saw things and. And that's what I love about film is it changes perspective. And so that's, I think that's a great definition. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is what I'm interested in about movies. So, yeah, that's a great definition. Right. And, you know, I agree because, you know, being a fan of, well, you know, watching all those genre movies, but also being like into science fiction and fantasy and mm -hmm. even comic books, um, one of the things that I that really drew me to those is the tropes that they mm -hmm. use um, because they all share tropes. And, and so, you know, you know what to expect from a genre right. piece. And, you know, that also really drew me. That gives you a certain peace of mind going into it even. Yeah. You know what to expect. Um, but also as a writer, you know, you, you can play with things, yeah. you know, you know, um, like you said, you know, even in the genre piece, you can subvert things to make it different. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's maintenance. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you want, you know, when you feel like, you know, watching something that's science fiction, you know, just go to a genre science fiction movie. And, and also, like, like one of the thing, points that she also made was that, during, you know, those art films, mm -hmm. they only get made during boom economic cycles interesting yeah because during like recessions and depressions mm -hmm. people want to feel good and they don't want to take chances on something so they want the familiarity of recurring characters is this though are we speaking of mainstream art films um or well, films the kind general? of movies that studios will make yeah okay Although so that's kind of different now it is different now but because of studio stuff. I feel like it is still very similar, though. I think it hasn't changed as much as, it, as we think it has. No. But, um, yeah. Well, the, the, the great thing about, you know, art films and indie films now, though, in regards to filmmaking, is that it's so accessible. Yeah. You know, all you need is a DSLR. You don't even need a DSLR anymore. You just need a, uh, a smartphone with a camera. Yeah. And then, you know, it would help if you could learn how to use it, um, you know, how to do filmmaking, you know, through YouTube mm -hmm. tutorials. But you don't even need to do that, really. Yeah, you really don't. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, again, growing up, me and my friend would just make stuff on her desktop Mac computer. We would just record from the little tiny monitor on the computer and make things out of that. I mean, they were terrible, but we, you could still do it. 
but I guess, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily in that um, these art films are not made, are only made during a boom. Mm -hmm. I guess it's maybe a studio ones, but I think that art flourishes in adversity. So like, at least I think in times of difficult economic times, there, there are these art films that kind of go under the radar that are not studio Hollywood necessarily, but they are films and they are being made during those times. And those are some of my favorites, I think. No, that's very fair. That's a very fair point because, you know, our film theory teacher, I took both of his history classes. And one of the things that he talked about was like during the Mm eighties where, you know, that was a boom time for the U S and we got movies like Rambo and, you know, Terminator and, you know, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. But then he also mentioned like the underground art movement that was happening. And, yeah. you know, there's also the punk movement that happened, mm-hmm. which he was a part of. <laughs> which I'm a huge fan of the punk movement. That's yeah. another, that's another, I guess, form, formative opinion or, or, or yeah. thing I care about. Yeah. So. And well, his name, we'll just, let's just, Roger Rawlings was our professor and we'll probably talk about him in the future. Okay. I mean, he's quite a character, but. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, I mean, we covered a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Are we done for this episode? I think so. All right, everybody. Well, that was um, episode zero of our new little podcast here. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.